welcome back to Ball Down. Breakdown. I'm your host at Yesman out there, straight off the island at Emo Built. You got your boy live from the hive, Mikey CLT, Michael. Happy Memorial Day, my friend. Yeah, dude. Uh, had some vegan hot dogs and uh, some black bean burgers. You know, living living that American dream. Can you run that back real quick, would you? <laughs> With uh, sipping on a nice ginger kombucha. Wow. America. Oh my god, you're killing me, son. <laughs> you're killing me, Pete. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. That's nah, you're washed up anyway. I am. You it's all good. Have, you wouldn't know how to have fun anymore. You're out of the game too long. Touche. Yeah. I, I, Hung by my neighborhood pool. They had uh, a nice snow cone machine out front. So snow cone. Yeah, dude. Picked up a nice snow cone, pushing little kids out of the way, getting in line first. The first, like, three or four bites of the snow cone is dope. And then you just kind of power through all of it. And then you get to the bottom, you're like, oh, this is where all the good stuff is. And then you drink it, and it's like, it's too much. It's like too much flavor. I don't know. They, I, I guess it's not technically a snow cone. It's shaved ice, and it's it's like a a chain down oh. here called Pelicans, and oh. dope. Like every bite is just as good as the first and the last. Dope cones. Also, yeah, it's Mister Softy season. Oh, I do miss Mister Softy. Is that not a national thing, or is that, that not? Like, at no, least that is new. Least. Like definitely. Northeast, if not just New York. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I guess I've never seen them in Jersey when I was there. Yeah, I guess it's gonna be New York. There's a uh, and I'm a big soft serve guy, so I, I do miss a good Mister Mister Softy Vanilla Cone. Yeah, with all these snot nosed millennials running around, I can't believe that the um, uh, ice cream truck industry is still thriving. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> Like any idiot with a bread truck is like driving around, like trying to sell something craft created out of the back of it. So, yeah, we actually had a dope Mr. Softy driver in in Deer Park. And when we were in high school and having like house parties, we would be able to trade them like beers for ice cream cones. Big time. One of the guys in the fire department had a Mr. Softy route. And yeah, that was basically exact. He was like, yeah, I just drive around all summer and just fucking hang out, man. Good times. Uh, I, I heard like rumors that like hot dog trucks on in in New York are uh, like you have to have approval by the by the mafia in order to to get a good location. So oh, I, I dude, wonder if if Mister Softy has to follow those guidelines too. You don't think the mob got a stranglehold on the wiener situation and all that? You're out of control. <laughs> They've got a tight grip around the sausage. On Long Island, the mafia. Dude, I had a conversation with this girl that's from Buffalo, and they're all like those, uh, those, I, they're called like snaps or whatever in Buffalo. And I'm like, that's not a fucking hot dog. Like, it's, it's a bread or it's not a hot dog. I'm not exactly sure what you're speaking of. I don't know. They're like white too. What? Yeah, dude. Ugh. It's like that's- a Buffalo thing. She, she was like going on and on about that. And I'm like, that is not a fucking hot dog. It's white. 
You hit me a white hot dog. I'm throwing it back in your face. Yeah. Jesus. I'm a big, you know, when I did eat meat, it had to be Sabret. Like, then I could sell for Hebrew National or Nathan's. But you fucking give me a ballpark. I'm throwing that in your face, too. Ugh. All right. Well, get out of here. All right. Well, back to the more important pressing issues here. Uh, so where did you go to college again? Albany? Uh, SUNY Cortland. SUNY Cortland. And that's near Syracuse. Yes. And you caught a couple Syracuse crunch games. Oh, absolutely. My, <laughs> my good friend ran the Syracuse crunch, uh, hit club. Oh, which was, yeah. It was like a fan club that he started when he was in high school and it was pretty intense going to games with them. Crunch meet up Syracuse. Yeah, basically. The originator. Well, Michael, do I have a treat for you? You sure do. On this fine Memorial Day, we're joined by one of the most badass Syracuse Crunch alum to ever lace him up, to ever drop him down. We're talking straight up first time hockey guest. Nasty John Morasty. Hell yeah, dude. I, I had the pleasure of watching him throw down live a, a few games and he was as badass as they come like smiling as he's taking haymakers to the face and you know he's a smaller guy you know not too much taller than me going against some of the the bigger heavyweights in the league at the time you know the last breed of enforcers as you i guess could call them and uh just a true warrior I'm so excited to, to hear about his journey and uh, how he was able to lay some up for every day, every game, knowing that he was going to be going against some of these big boys. Definitely a people's champ type character. Uh, super excited to chop it up with him and, and, and talk uh, music and hockey. And I'm sure he's got an insanely good, incredible musical taste if uh, – if he's willing to come on with us, and I'm sure you, you needed some uh, tough, heavy stuff to get you through the fight and get get you get you there. <laughs> oh yeah, you're not listening to fucking Britney Spears before you go. Like you're bite your tongue. I'm not gonna have this type of. <laughs> I understand where I understand the the people that we're speaking to here, but if you could just leave leave Britney alone, that would be <laughs> that would be much appreciated. There are two people on this podcast, not just one. So if you can just respect. What I have going on, we don't need we don't need to talk nice about her. We just don't need to talk about her at all. Okay. Leave Brittany alone. Okay, and on that note, we're gonna throw it to nasty John Morassi. What a what an act what a segue. You know, from Britney Spears to John Morassi. It almost feels ridiculous. But here we are. Uh here's our interview with John Morassi.
We're back in the box with our boy, John Morasti. John, how are you, bro? Not too bad. Just uh, up in northern Canada right now, uh, enjoying life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, are you? Have, did you follow? The, do you, uh, like, as, like, an ex-player, do you follow um, as closely the NHL um, as a normal fan would? Or are you just kind of like, I'm over it. I could do all that shit on my own. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of over it. I mean, I I still keep tabs, you know. Uh, right now, you're probably not gonna like hearing this, but I'm uh, I'm cheering for St. Louis. I got a couple of buddies on the team, so uh, you know, I last I checked, it's one nothing for St. Louis. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna root for them. Yeah, we I just checked actually in between uh, calling Mikey before. Mike, I don't even know who you are. I'm actually rooting for St. Louis too. I think oh, I'm I on this. No, no. I'm on the St. Louis bandwagon. I'm all for I, it. I, I figured the East Coast you'd be a Bruins fan. No, no, oh, no. So, and, yeah. So Boston is basically everybody hates Boston because yeah. they're the they're the trashiest group of people, but they're really, really good at uh, sports out of nowhere, and they just keep yeah, winning yeah. every single professional sporting league. Yeah, they got some good some good guys on that team. I I won't lie, I'm a, I'm a fan of Boston as well. You know, I I like that little rat Marshawn, but uh, <laughs> you know he, he, he's good at what he does, and I mean I'd love to have him on my team if I was coaching. So. Um, it's going to be a good good series, you know. Like I said, St. Louis is kind of an under a Cinderella story, so you know I'm I'm rooting for them. I, I good buddy of mine, Patrick Maroon. I played with him in Syracuse. is uh, is on that team now, and uh, you know, so here's his opportunity to win a cup. Oh yeah, Patty's got a really good story going too. He took less money to go home and play for St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he's he's uh, you know an older guy, and then you know guys. Bigger guys like that, I think, are starting to get weaned out of the league. So it's it's awesome to see him being successful there. You know, coming from Edmonton, where where they're pretty much a failing uh, failing club, you know, a f- failing organization, and and to be in the fi- finals this year is, is just unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be some gratifying of a feeling too. And he has a game seven winner, I think, right? Or game seven or six? Yes, he did. He got a game winner, overtime winner. I think the last series. Like I said, I don't I don't follow much of it. I mean, I was I was kind of a San Jose Sharks fan to be honest. I I'm a big fan of Joe Thornton, so I was, I was hoping that uh, you know they could they could win. But uh, you know, I'm, from here on out, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. I mean, we're not really big Boston fans at, at all in the sports world. So uh, you were talking about you'd love to have Marshawn on your team. I'd love to have you on my team, man. Especially <laughs> at some of the well, fight videos if, I've seen. If guys like me were still in the league, Marshawn wouldn't be doing the antics he's doing. You know that's. That's why I like him because he admits that you know he he knows that you know if there's heavyweights out there that are patrolling the ice he's not going to be licking guys' faces because if he if he licked my face I'd break his nose so uh, you know it's it's uh, but like I said it's good for the game it causes uh, you know a lot of fans hate him it sounds like you guys don't like him either so he's doing something right oh yeah for sure it drives the drama I guess I mean you hate to say it because it's a sport right but you gotta yep. sell tickets man 
<laughs> People got oh, you. Oh no, definitely. You know, even even my line of work, what I did, you know, it's it's uh, you know, I was there to, you know, obviously the the bottom line is to help your team win, but you know, at the same time, you wanna you wanna entertain the fans. So, you know, I I, I gave a lot of sweat and blood out there for 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 a lot of the entertainment of the fans, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, for sure. Uh, so just like you know, I mean, as an like so. I'll call you, call what it is. You're an enforcer, correct? We would you would accept that? Is that an acceptable yeah, well, term to use? I sure wasn't out there to score goals. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> I don't want to. Maybe, maybe on my local rec team, I'm, I'm a sniper, but you know, not 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 when I was playing at that high level of hockey. Right. I don't want to uh, offend anybody. That's why. Certainly, don't want to <laughs> offend you. <laughs> well, you're pretty. You're pretty far. I can't break your nose from here. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you talked about um, fighting and entertaining the fans. So, I mean, to me, I, 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 I'm not sure if you're familiar with the video that they came out with. It's called Ice Guardians. Did you watch that? Yeah, I was actually supposed to be part of it, you know, but that's, that's the year that uh, I actually took off to, to the States. I mean, not to the States, sorry, to Russia. Right. Um, you know, there was planning on maybe getting me on part of that documentary, but at that time is when a good opportunity came for me to go to the KHL and, and make some big money. So uh, I jumped on that, that, that op- opportunity and I, I ended up going to Russia and, you know, I, I don't regret it one bit. I, I had a few good years there. I really enjoyed it. And it uh, kind of set me up for, for after hockey. Right. So, so in the KHL, right. Uh, KHL, correct. When yeah, you say, yeah, right, I just want to make sure. So, yeah. What was the fighting like out there? Was it different? I, I know that a lot of people say European hockey is, is is very different. Some maybe some guys come there and they're not used to the physicality. But you being the force that you were, did you find it um, like difficult? The difficult, you know? Did you kind of you loved it out there? How did that go for you? Oh, I know. I I loved it every bit of it. But I mean, yeah, it was it was a different game. You know, there was I think six or seven heavyweights through a team of our uh, through the league of. You know, 25 teams at that time or 30 teams. So, you know, you, you really had to pick your, your times when you were going to actually get into a fight because, I mean, not, not every every team carried a guy like myself that would, would fight. But, you know, there were some tough guys in the league, guys like Chris Simon was there, you know, Josh Gratton, Kip Brennan, Jeremy Oblonsky, um, that, that Artukin. You know, there was, there was a few tough tough Russian players, but they, they only played on, uh, on a, on a few certain teams. So not, not every day was, was a time that you were able to, to drop the gloves and, and, and stay at your top performance when you fight. So, um, but you know, overall the experience there was, was great. It was treated like gold. And, you know, in my first year there, I got to play with my, my good friend, Jeremy Oblonsky. And, uh, we got ourselves into some trouble over there. The, I'm not sure if you guys watched, but you know, we, we had a little, little off ice antics over there and, and, uh, I got I got tons of stories from over there. It was it was it was a hell of a time and uh, great memories. Yeah, man. So you were you were on Jeremy's team. Wasn't Trevor Gillies on that team too? Or he was he was in the KHL at the same time? That 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 was the following year. Uh, I uh, I was on on Jeremy's team the first year, and then uh, I actually got a a pretty good opportunity to jump to jump to one of the one of the better teams in the league. So my second year, I ended up going to uh, Astana, Kazakhstan. And uh, left left Vitez, so that's when uh, Trevor Gillies basically re- replaced my spot in, in Vitez. Ah, uh, gotcha. So yeah. you would say your highlight of your career had to be those years playing in Syracuse, though, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, my my whole career was uh, was an awesome ride. You know, it was a roller coaster. You know, I had had some opportunities to play some NHL exhibition games, which was uh, you know obviously 
a Canadian kid's dream to, to even step on the ice on the NHL ice surface. But, uh, yeah, you know, Syracuse is, uh, is a second home to me. I still have, have really close friends that I, I still talk to daily. So, uh, you know, I, I spent a good majority of my professional career in Syracuse, and, and I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, my, my wife actually has a Syracuse Crunch John Morasti player tee. <laughs> oh, so, no way. Uh... Yeah, we, uh, we went to school at uh, SUNY Cortland, which is like 30 minutes south of Syracuse. So we yeah, would try. I, yeah, I've, been, I've, I've been to Cortland. Yeah. yeah, we used to try to catch as many games as we could. And, uh, you know, you were definitely a fan favorite there. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And I, I could tell, like, you know, Syracuse is a, a real blue collar city that just, like, supports their teams no matter what so yeah. you know you could you could definitely tell that they they uh they embraced you in in that city and you you had some uh you had some solid teams uh especially like that i, I want to say like the 2007 2008 team or maybe 2008 2009 team where you had some you know real nhl talent on that team yeah that was my that was my first year we had Zenin kanopka Derek Dorsett, tom sestito um, you know, we, we really embraced that old school, tough guy hockey. And, uh, actually that year we were in last place right until Christmas time. We went to Chicago and we were playing the ice wolves and, uh, we ended up getting into a little bench brawl and warmups, you know, both teams on the ice. We, we were, uh, we were in last place. They were in first place and we had this, you know, bench clearing brawl and warmups. And, you know, next thing you know, uh, we went on to win, I think it was 27 games in a row that year. We ended up finishing, I think second in the, in the East. So, uh, that was a hell of a year, you know, and we had some great players on that team. Derek Broussard was one of our top players. Uh, you know, we had we had some really key guys in that team that year, and, uh, you know, that was probably one of my funner years of playing hockey. There was more of a party rather than playing hockey, you know. The, the coach couldn't really have have reins on us because we were winning, and as long as we're winning in a city that loves to win, you know, you're, you're at the top of the world. Yeah, man. I mean, at that point, it just becomes part of the uh... – Part of, part of the prep, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just get in one and then get one out. Yeah, you know had, I mean? Pull it yeah, out. We had, some, we had some fun nights there. I, I remember uh, getting in a lot of trouble that year. <laughs> off, ice, off ice trouble. <laughs> we made it through. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Devin and I are uh, big New York Islander fans. So I guess we're going to try to tie this into our team and – you know, Zenin Kanopka ended up going and playing for the Islanders, and he was also a fan favorite for the Islanders. So yeah. I, I heard that he's just like an absolute gem in the locker room. Yeah, Z, Z's an awesome leader. I mean, he uh, – actually, that might have been a mistake in my career was the year after that that good year we had in Syracuse. Uh, I was in my cabin in Lake Tahoe, and it was funny because I got a phone call, and I said, who the hell knows my number in, at my cabin in Tahoe? And it was, it was Zenin Kanopka, and he said, Johnny, says, we're going to – we're going to do what we did in Syracuse and Tampa Bay and you're coming with me. But you know, my heart was in Syracuse that year. So I, I was, I was offered a contract by the Tampa Bay lightning. That's when Z first pretty much broke into the NHL for first uh, full time. And, and uh, I ended up turning it down because I was too comfortable staying with Syracuse crunch. And uh, you know, Z went on to, to start his NHL career for pretty much from there. You know, I think he went from Tampa to, to New York. And then I think was it New York to Ottawa or where I'm not sure where he went, but, um, you know, Z and I were, he's a hell of a guy. You guys, you know, he's, he's got some stories as well for us, you know, to, to tell that are, are quite entertaining. So I just, uh, I just want to ask you, John. So <laughs> you, you rocked the Mohawk a lot. Um, and 
You also you you like you were known to to laugh during your during your fights. I think that was kind of like the kind of like your hallmark, like your calling card. Is that like planned or is that just like a nervous thing that you did? Is it part of like the image of like I'm gonna fucking cave your face in and laugh about it or? How did, <laughs> Yeah, how did that? I'll, I'll be honest. I, I smiled since I was in junior fighting big guy, big names like Derek Bugard, you know, Steve McIntyre. Um, I just, I, I, I loved what I did, and, and you know, not gonna lie, the harder I got hit, the, 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 the happier I was, because I, I don't know, it's pretty. I look back at it now and I say, how stupid was I? But you know, back then I didn't give two shits. You know, you punch me in the face, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come, come back and punch you harder. So. You know, it kind of picked up, you know, after my, my junior years. And, you know, guys thought it was pretty crazy. Look at this kid. You know, he's five foot ten, and he's fighting guys that are six six, and he's got a smile from ear to ear. And, you know, sometimes I didn't even notice I was smiling. It was just smiles. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a fun thing to get hit in the head, I guess. I don't, not many people can say that. <laughs> yeah, I like the moves. I, I always – I'm not even – no, I'm not going to do it. I was going to say – it scares guys, too, because they look at this guy and they go, this, I'm punching this fucker in the face, and he's, he's smiling. Like, I, you know, it's, I, 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 I'd imagine if I punched somebody in the face and they smiled at me, I'd, be, I'd kind of be shitting my pants, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I love it, man. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite highlights I've ever seen in hockey fights at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you fucking haymaker left, like, left and right just feeding it to them, and, and, and they come back with one, and you just smile right in their faces, like, okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fucking yeah, badass. Badass motherfucker. So, uh, we're also a, uh, a music podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, so, what, what did you, did, were you into the music scene at, at a certain point in your career? Like, what did you listen to before a game? What was your... What you know you? what? I'm pro- I'm probably the last guy to talk about music because you know I I love music. Don't get me wrong; it pumps me up. But I listen to everything from from the I guess the love songs that you'd laugh at me for to to the heavy metal to to rap. You know I I couldn't even name the singers or anything like that. But I, you know I I love music because it it really pumped me up and got me prepared for the games. You know there's times where I just put a set of headphones on and and jam out to whatever I had on my on my playlist and and and, and tried to prepare myself for the games mentally. You know. I think you know same thing. Same thing in the gym when you're training. It's it's, it's one way to stay motivated and and keep your mind on things. So you know, music play, played a huge role in my in my career. Yeah. Did Did you have any uh, input in the the music that the the in house would play during your fights? Oh, definitely. Uh, oh, during my during my fights, uh, there was a few times. You know, a lot of the guys that they always come and they they choose songs for me, and they just ask if I liked them. And you know, I I really didn't care. I know when I was up in Quebec, they liked the one. I don't even know who sings it, but it was called Dance with the Devil. Um, you know, a lot of my fights you hear it going, and uh, I was I would get a kick out of it. But, you know, I, yeah, I I, that, I think that was a part of the show, too. You know, a lot of the, the guys that were part of our, our public relations, they, they'd pick some songs that, that uh, people would like. You know, I know in Syracuse they do that old, uh, what was it, the, the woodshop thing or, or all that, and, and uh so, but yeah, I, I always had a little bit of a say, I guess, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a walk-up song in baseball or something like that. Like, whenever you're fighting, you have fucking something bumping in the background to keep you, like, let you know it's time to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, but, you know, and, and half the time when I was fighting, I couldn't hear anything. Whoever's yelling at me, putting me down, or even cheering for me, you know, when you're fighting, you're in a different zone, so you don't you don't hear. The only time the music that i heard was you know when you're getting up ready for the game and preparing but when you're when you're fighting your drops 
your gloves hit the ice, it's it's kind of you're you're in a zone that you do, you don't hear anything. Right. So and so we're we're into this now. So let's talk about it. So obviously the game it, it, it's been well documented that the game has changed exponentially um, when it comes to the aggression and and the violence and and the fighting in the game. Do you think it's for the better? Do you uh, enjoy what's going on or? Um, do you think it could use a little bit more uh, of of the old school, old time hockey feel? What's what's your what's your outlook on that? Uh, I think it's a game of pushies now. To be honest, you know the, the guys that they are calling the, t- the toughest guys in the league now, they wouldn't even come near guys like me when I, when I played. Um, you know, it's and I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. It's just it's a soft game now. You know, um, I think I think fighting keeps guys honest. You know, you, you're having a lot of these injuries. You're having guys like Brad March. Mar- Sean pull the antics that he pulls. I mean, he, he wasn't pulling those kind of antics, you know, 10 years ago when there was guys like Derek Bugard, Colton Orr, you know, even guys like Trevor Gillies, because they, they, they take his head off. And, uh, you know, so it's almost, it's, it's almost, a, it's, it's a sad game now because, you know, even a, even a big hit now, it, it always relates to a penalty or, uh, you know, um, you know, I, and, and I understand where they're coming from with a lot of these head injuries and, and, and you know, the new CTE and all that, because, uh, you know, it's, it's a true thing. Concussions are, are, are no joke. But at the same time, you know, I, I think more concussions are given from, from the dirty hits, you know, the elbows to the head, uh, the hitting from behind. You know, I, barely, rarely do I ever get knocked out from a fight. You know, the odd time, you, you know, I've, I've been knocked out maybe four times in my career. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's part of the game, you know. But guys, guys are boxing. Guys are playing in the MMA, you know, UFC. Those guys are getting hit just as much, or if not, probably a hell of a lot more than we are. So, you know, I I, I think it, it it belongs in a game, and and I wish it still was there. But, you know, there's there's guys higher up than me, and and that have a lot more say than I do to to, to change the game where it's going. It's it's a it's a fast game, you know. But uh, for me, I I don't I don't watch the NHL. You know, the only reason I really know a little bit right now is because it's the playoffs. But, you know, I I have no interest in watching NHL hockey. I have any, pretty much any hockey for that matter. You know. I remember when I played junior, I think I had in one week and I had 18 fights, you know, and, and that's, that's in three days. You know, these, these kids now in junior, they have four fights in a full season and that's, that's the leading fighting majors, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a different game. It's, it's just not the same. And, and I, I hate to say it, but I think we're never going to see, see tough hockey again. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people take the side um, just, you know, from, what I've listened to and what I've read and stuff. A lot of people have taken the side that it's gotten to be more balanced, a little bit lighter. Um, they're never fully going to get rid of fighting, yada, yada, yada. You know what I've noticed and no one's talked about it yet is exactly what you said. And when people stop taking matters into their own hands and they start putting it in the hands of the league and they started um, punishing people in their, in their wallet, in their pocket and dealing out suspensions and stuff like that, it's gotten into this giant political bullshit where teams are like, losing games because their star player is out because, you know, he was suspended and then, or unfairly, and this guy got two games as opposed to this guy who didn't get any games and this was dirty and this was an accident. And it's gotten too political where it was like, nobody was pulling that shit because they knew John Morassi was going to come take your fucking head off. If you slew footed, you know, our favorite, you know, our, our star player, that was just, don't do it because you're going to get killed. So you know, I I get it, but I just wish it was a little more violent because there wouldn't be it wouldn't be so political. It wouldn't be up yeah, to the streets. It would be handled by the players, like you said. 
Yeah, well, back then, like I said, we, we, we patrolled the ice and, and we maintained, you know, the honesty on the ice, you know. Rarely ever did uh, did dirty plays happen. If dirty plays did happen, you know, we'd take care of it. And the next game, that player would know it. It's not going to happen, you know. So, you know, it's it took that, that excitement out of the game. And, and unfortunately, it's a game of soccer now or what I call it Disney on ice. It's, uh, it's just not entertaining to watch. You know, I remember when I played, I was always a big guy, you know, I was, 5'10", I wasn't tall, but I was I was a heavy kid. You know, I was 225, 230 pounds, pretty pretty muscular, and and I felt like a midget playing playing in the you know going to an NHL camp and seeing guys that were you know six five, 245 pounds. They they were full grown men. Where now I you know I I can't even name half the NHL players. They look like they're little boys. So <laughs> you know don't get me don't get me wrong. They're skilled skilled to the hells. You know, but. You know, they're just little small kids that, you know, they look like they're still going to be playing college hockey. So, you know, I remember back in the days when you, you were looking at some big men and, and I, I was almost scared to go in the corners with those guys because, you know, they were so big and big and mean. Yeah. So now you now your son's kind of taking the reins right from you. So if you if your son came to you and said, hey, dad, I'm going to go into this camp and I'm going to try to make it as an enforcer. Would you would you steer him in that direction or would you tell him to, to stick with his game? he's a different player than I am. You know, he's a big kid. He's a hell of a lot bigger than I was when at that age, but he, yeah, I still tell him, you know, I don't want him to, to be an enforcer, but I don't want him. I said, if someone asks you to go, you don't hesitate one bit. You fucking drop your gloves and you fight. You know, that's, that's the way I was. That's the way I was raised. And so, like I said, I'm not out there to promote him to be an enforcer because you know, the, the, the days of the enforcer are gone, but you know, some kids talking smart. I said, you know, go ahead and drop the gloves. I don't give a shit. You know, I ain't going to be mad at you. It's, you know, that's, that's what's wrong with our society nowadays. These kids are, are too babied. You know, you want to fight, fight, and deal with it, and we'll worry about it tomorrow. Yeah. So, all so, How Are you involved at all coaching your son, or, or are you more of a spectator? Uh, I was, you know, until until about a, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, I actually sent him. So he no longer plays where we're from. He goes to a boarding school. It's called it's Notre Dame. It's, uh, it's uh, one of the top athletic schools in, in Canada for high school kids that uh, – you know, it has, uh, you know, some really big NHL name guys have gone through that program. And so he basically lives there and, 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 and stays in a dorm and, and skates every day. And, and I'm, you know, it's eight hours away from me. So I try and make it down there as much as I can. But to actually say I coach now is uh, I, I miss it. I wish I did. But I think my style of coaching is, uh, is old school now, too. So I don't, I don't even know if I'd be allowed to coach. I'd be sending guys out there to run goalies. And, and, uh, and like I said, I think that those days are done. Backskate pussies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Having them fucking go line to line every day. <laughs> That's gotcha. awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so you you spoke about your hometown, and I know I, I mentioned this earlier, but Meadow Lake, what's going on there? Because it's a small city with a population of like five thousand, but has like seven NHL alum from that city. It, it's yeah, no. and you had your your one good friend Jeremy Yablonski's from there, and then one of our Islander greats Blake Como's also from there, yep. and then yep. DJ King, just a, a bunch of uh, tough Western Canadian boys, eh? Oh yeah, I know definitely. There's there's some tough boys that come out of Metal Lake. You know, there's there's myself, there's DJ King, there's uh, Jeremy Yablonski. Another name is Mike Siklenka. You know, he played a little bit with the Philadelphia Fly. I think he played with the Flyers for a few games, and then he was with the Phantoms. And, you know, he made his his, his circuit around, you know, professional hockey. And, um, yeah, there's there's a, a 
big handful of guys. You know, we we always get together in the summer. You know, back in the day, we'd we'd play roller hockey because you know our town's too small to actually have ice all year round. You know, it's it's just uh, you know financially, it's kind of not not possible. So we would dress up in full equipment, but we'd play roller hockey, and uh, you know, so there'd be some really good hockey games going on because we had you know seven eight guys. You know, and that's not even including the, the junior kids that are playing in the Western Hockey League and Junior A hockey that. You know, so there's a lot of talent that comes out of that town, and you know, I don't know what it is, but it is a small town with, with a lot of hockey players. It's got to be like the the highest population per per capita or whatever you consider it. Like that, that's just a, a lot of people coming from such a small town. Yeah, no, it's it's I guess it's something to be proud of. You know, we 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 did have produced a lot of hockey players, and and to this day, there's a lot of young hockey kids that come through that system. So it's uh it's something to be proud of. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so having, uh, you know, a bit of, I don't know, I guess I call it an alumni, but you have, sounds like you have quite a, a background in, and did they help you at all at post career? You know, like what are you, what are you up to nowadays? And, and, um, what do you, you know, what are you up to? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm always chasing different things. You know, I, uh, a couple of years back, I ended up investing into a Tim Hortons franchise. I opened a, uh, Tim Hortons here in, in, in Metal Lake and uh, about a year and a half, two years later, I ended up selling. It was just too hard to to operate full-time and, and staffing is a big issue. So, you know, that was one little venture I did. I'm a, I'm a full-time cowboy now, I can tell you that much. I, <laughs> I, own, a bunch of, I, I own a bunch of horses and cattle and, and I do a lot of work on my reserve. I'm a, I'm a First Nations uh, person from Flying Dutch First Nation and, and uh, now I try to give back to our youth. I do a lot of work with our youth. We do a lot of horse programs and and, you know, traditional programs and hunting and fishing. And, and I do as much as I can to, you know, keep our youth going in the right direction and just be a positive role model for them, um, you know. And, and But, like, what I like to say is I'm a full-time cowboy is what I call myself. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. You've lived quite a life. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good thing. But I, I try to get down to the States as much as I can. You know, my wife's from California and, and like I said, I still have friends in New York, and, and we're kind of all over the place. We have a we, we, we go down to Phoenix, Arizona quite a bit, and and uh, so uh, we live we live a pretty good lifestyle, and, and I enjoy it. You know, I just enjoy watching my kids grow up now, and and uh, you know, every once in a while, someone will send me a video clip of one of my fights, and I just put my eyes over my face and say, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's me, and it's what I did, and and I, and I love it, and, and uh, you know, I. I'm proud of where I went and proud of what I did, and I, I don't regret it one bit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we love it too, man, and uh, we love having you on. Uh, you're awesome. <laughs> you're the man. And uh, hopefully we can get your son in blue and orange, man, so we can hang out with him. So let's get him Let's get him on the island down with Barry so we can teach him some good, good fucking hockey and, and be part of a good community like you're a part of, and uh, let's get it going, man. Definitely, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure, and uh, sounds like you guys got a good thing going. Yeah, thank you. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, we we're pulling these interviews out of our, you know what? I I don't know how we keep doing it, but uh, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, you know, I I hope that you make it back to uh, Syracuse one of these days so you can get a nice little hero's welcome. Have some, ha- have myself some Utica greens. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, what what's uh. Syracuse is, what's their big thing? Syracuse, I don't even know to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess I, they they don't really have their own signature dish. Oranges, pal. Oranges, <laughs> is that it? 
I don't know. I just guessed because. Oh no, that's not why. Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> I just guessed. Oh, it, it, was, it was a good place there. We used to always go up to Syracuse University, and uh, you know, we'd we me and Venick and Opka, we'd act like we went to college, but we didn't. We just walked around the campus and 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 would look at the look at the sugar candy. Yeah, man. <laughs> you didn't even have to go to class, and you're getting paid for it. Yeah, you betcha. It was quite the ride. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, maybe we'll get in touch and a little, you know, get a, get some feedback at the end of the uh, finals and see how everything panned out with uh, Patty Boy. Well, let's watch the Blues win. Let's check the score. But yeah, off definitely, guys. Thanks for having me. It was been a pleasure, and uh, let's keep in touch. Well, All right. Thanks, John. The pictures tell the story This life had many shades I'd wake up every morning And before I'd start each day I'd take a drag from last night's cigarette That smoldered in its tray Down a little something And then be on my way I traveled far and wide And laid this head in many ports I was guided by a compass I saw beauty to the north I drew the tales of many lives And wore the faces of my own I had these memories all around me So I wouldn't be alone Some may be from showing up Others are from growing up Sometimes I was so messed up And didn't have a clue I ain't winning no one over However, just for you I got your name written here In a rose tattoo In a rose tattoo Devon. What a fucking human being. Dude, they don't make them like that anymore. They certainly do not make it like that anymore. No, and it's, like, embarrassing when, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love our fourth line, but, like, the fourth line on the New York Islanders would never be able to to hang with with guys like John. They wouldn't be able to hang with him. Which is insane because John is five foot ten. Yeah, <laughs> he's my he's our height basically, and he's fucking dude. The guy, the guy is an absolute animal. He's an animal. He's fucking just watching videos of this guy. Obviously, you knew him more than I did because he was in the area when you were, you know, when you were in school and stuff. But just he fucking throw like I don't know how he still has an arm left because he was throwing punches like. The, it was good. He was trying to launch his fucking entire arm through the guy's face. It was amazing. You know what the craziest thing is? Like, he fought Jeremy Yablonski like a ton of times, and Jeremy Yablonski looks like the the goat or whatever they call him in Game of Thrones. I'm kind of positive that they're like distant cousins. No, yeah, they they come from the same town. Him and oh, I got it right here, and it's the internet, so you know everything's correct. Is a distant <laughs> cousin of teammate Jeremy Yablonski. And they fought each other probably like 15 times, maybe even more yeah. than that. 
Well, cause you, I mean, you get real dirty there. Cause it's like, that's family. So, you know, the two of you are going to have to shake each other's hands at the end of it. I, I don't know that it's, it's just a, a different game. It really is like the game is not what it was five years ago, 10 no, years ago. Certainly not. Even, I mean, there, there's just an entire culture that I feel is at this point dead. So whenever you see or hear or talk to one of these guys that were, you know, really living that life, playing that type of game, it's so cool to, you know, to hear how proud they were of what they did. And, you know, even when he said, he's like, yeah, I mean, just, this is just, you know, this is a different game. It's just not the way it was played when I was played and kind of sucks. And, you can, I can see it more through his lens than I can, you know, I, 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 like I said, I, I just feel like things are getting so political now and, and it's so annoying. I just feel like you'd get all, you'd have a lot less of that if you had a lot more of those guys fucking sitting on the bench staring at you, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, you got, what was that one game where Anders Lee got like taken out really, really bad and Josh Bailey was the one that had to go and step in. Well, who put who? Uh, somebody splattered their guy's fucking nose. It was blew up in the guy in the guy's visor, cracked his visor. I yeah. think Mayfield was didn't Mayfield throw down too that game? Yeah, that was against Detroit. I know for sure. Yeah. So like, when you when you have to have other guys like that don't fill that role step in, that's when you just know that the game's completely different. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say for better or for worse, I enjoy the product, but, um, you know, like you said, it's just when you're thinking strategically about how it's played nowadays, guys like that really, like, kept it true, like you said. And um, and they were the locker room guys. Like, y- you ask any Stanley Cup winning team, like, who held the team together, like, in that long stretch, and it's always those those badass enforcers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and uh, I'm just excited to have like to kind of had, you know, this meeting now, because now when we get back to him, he's got a wealth of stories being, um, you know, career AHL player and, and being, you know, hanging around doing, you know, uh, he's there are some videos out there that he's he brought up on his own. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I actually have seen that one where he fought like a whole group of rushing guys outside of a bar one night. And like, there was like 10 of them and hit him and Yablonski just like took out 10 dudes. Yeah. Listen, if you're, if you've got balls big enough to fight anybody in Russia, like on the street, you do, you are above the law in my eyes. Like you go ahead, you are a wild card. Cause I don't, that's insane. But I mean, dude's got stories. He was like, he was, like, ready to get into it. And I'm like, all right, now that we know, we're going for it. So, I mean, he's for sure going to be a reoccurring guest. And it's cool to see that his son's, you know, making making progress. Like, you know, playing in a in a boarding school. Like, to get in those boarding schools is super tough these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was cool. He sounded real proud of it. He, he didn't sound like one of those helicopter parents. You know what I mean? He sounded like, let you know, let's uh, – he wants – I don't know. I got the kind of vibe where he's like, I'm super duper proud of him, and he's gonna he's gonna do it the right way on it, you know, and figure it all out, you know. You, and that that's awesome. Where he wasn't kind of pushing an agenda on on any of this, as some parents can. He sounded like he was proud and supportive, and he's gonna let him figure it out, find his way. Yeah, it's good shit, man. 
it was it was uh kind of surreal that he came on because going to those games in Syracuse and watching him throw down was just you know the highlight and and what really got me hooked to the AHL and even the AHL is different. I'm not gonna lie, like the AHL is not like it was when he was playing. No, think about what the NHL looked like when he was playing. Dial, you know, dial up the the AHL. You know what I mean? With yeah, the, with absolutely. The, the prime time fights and the, you know, the the lead ups and the and the you know the setups and everything. It was definitely definitely an entire thing. I mean, there's an there's an entire like I said, there's an entire culture was invented where he said, you know, there's there's definitely a, a form of entertainment for fans. You know, they pay money. He you know they want to see a fight at a hockey game, especially people you know the hardcore maniacs that are going to HL games. They want to see that type of violence and stuff. It's more than that kind of that that era to me where I think people take, um, you know, obviously people watch wrestling uh, very intently. And, you know, to me, that's like entertainment. Fighting is real there. You know, there are people that maybe, you know, like I watch hockey games, but I'm a fan of, of the enforcers. Like I'm here to see the title fight, you know what I mean? And and how they and, and how they approach each other and 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 all that it was a game inside of a game and and some of those guys like you just knew that they were going to go whenever the crunch had to play wilkesbury penguins you knew that he was going to fight paul bissonette yeah but that's insane too because biz is huge yeah. i'm definitely definitely going to ask him about that next time we talk to him and especially somebody who's pretty prominent in the media right now i mean i wonder if he holds any dude there's a there's a video of some somebody that's like oh somebody ko's um, John Morassi, you know, like I watched it, like this dude had to like jump him. It was a dirty pull. Like, it was a dirty, and this guy's trying to pass it off. Like he, he, he fought, it was a clean hit. Like it took this guy forever to put John on his back. And that's just because he came from behind and threw a dirty punch. I wonder if, you know, how much bad blood he holds still to this day. I mean, you, I mean, you get past it. It's a game, but you know, if he saw that guy on the street, I, I would. I don't care how old I would. I'd fucking haul off and catch him across the fucking nostrils. Yeah, I'm sure he does still hold a little bit of a grudge. Or you know, at the same time, they they all those guys have such huge respect for each other too. Like you know, there's the the code. Oh, and yeah. it's just the glory days. You know. Yeah. It I mean, was. I'm never ever gonna. I'm never gonna give up my spite towards uh Tidomi. No. And now his son uh, is in the league, so you you could just carry your hatred to him. Absolutely. So, Michael, uh let's leave the John Morassi talk for the next time we speak to him. Dude's awesome. He's a cowboy. Uh yeah. <laughs> like a legit Canadian cowboy. Yeah. Who knew? And what does Isles CLT have planned for the summer? What does Isles meetups have planned? Do we have anything? Do we know? Is it too early to tell? Well, I don't know if you saw the news last night, but the, the Charlotte Checkers are actually in the Calder Cup finals. They won a double overtime game last night. So I think I might talk with my ticket rep and try to get like a, a summer Isles meetup kind of gathering at a Charlotte Checkers game. Really? Even if... Sound Tigers? I guess you try. I guess that would. I don't know. You know, just craving craving a little hockey, support the hometown team. Like I saw a social media post, like, oh, look at the, like, the new Southern state of hockey. Oh yeah, that, and there was like all those empty seats. And I wanted to write back and be like, look at these bandwagon bitches. Like the only time it's ever this crowded is when the Sound Tigers are in town. Like, give me a break. 
How come there's no love there? You know? And you know what the sad thing is? Like, I got an email on Friday from the Charlotte Checkers inviting all CMS teachers to the game for free. So a lot of those tickets that, like, were actually, you know, filled in that game were just free tickets that were given to teachers. Yeah, I'm not going to talk shit. Like, uh, you know, AHL hockey, you just got to get people get people in there for, you know, for support, which is fine. Whatever, go for it. If you buy a $3 hot dog, they made your money off you. But, but it is also the, the same weekend of the big uh, NASCAR race in Charlotte that they were competing against. Oh, that's got to have some. The Coca-Cola, whatever. Uh, I'm a Pepsi 600, guy. 6,000, 5,000. I don't think it's 5,000 laps. I don't know, dude. That seems like an eternity, 5,000 laps. You're asking the wrong person. It's probably 500. It, I would assume 5,000 seems like one zero too many. Unless but, it's uh, kilometers. Does that work that way? What is it? Unless it's kilometers. Is it 5,000 kilometers? No, it's got to be way more than that. It would. I don't, I don't know how that. One, math. Two, not American math. So why would they even go that way anyway? It's preposterous. But I got my diabolical plans in the work. I've uh, recently had a bit of inspiration, and now I know what I'm, I'm going to try and work towards next year. I think, we need, I think we need a Nasty Morasty shirt. Nasty Morasty. Dude, he's a fan favorite at this point. He's one of the... If we were to have a statue built for Bar Down Breakdown, it would be John Morassi with his badass mohawk and his insane, crazy guy smile, which is awesome. As he was telling that story, I was just like, yeah, and there would be poop in my pants. Oh, big time. You, the poop in pants meter would be through the roof. My pants wouldn't be able to hold any more poop. You, you are certainly not a fighter. No, never. Nope. If Not we had a happen. team where I don't know, I think I'd put you as like, I don't know. I don't John want John Sim. No, I don't know. Would I, would I put you at like, I don't know, like backup goalie? I would love that. You would love that. Yeah, dude. You get to just sit on the bench, sit on the bench and just game. wear a sweet snapback and just watch the fuck out of a hockey game. I would put you not backup. You'd be emergent. Like you could be the Islanders' backup goalie in North Carolina if there's a problem. How do I do that? Is there like an application to fill out? Because every every building needs one, right? I think so. Yeah, I think you have to have one for every building. We should look into that process and just like find like a city that you know has no hockey players, like Florida, like the Florida Panthers, and be like the emergency backup goalie for that team. Do you right. see all those videos of like uh, the? The Green Bay Packers, when they would go in the Milwaukee Bucks games and just, like, crushing beers on the Jumbo Trout. Like David Bakhtiari and, and Christian Yelich. Like and the- then Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers Stinks. chugged a beer like like I would chug a beer. Stinks. He's That's, so bad at chugging beers. That was bad. And then I saw Matt Stafford come back and posted his own, like, response to it. And Matt Stafford, like a boss, pounded it in, like, a second. This is the world I want to live in, Mike. You've seen me chug beers. I know. I, I just want to see all NFL quarterbacks just, like, post their own video. We didn't even talk about this. I fucking smoked you in the in the end-of-the-season shotgun. Yeah, you can't shotgun kombucha. You absolutely can. 
the bubble content is way higher than beer. Are you saying that kombucha is more carbonated than beer? I think it is. Sir, I'll break out my home viscosity test, and we'll fucking check that out. We'll get to the bottom of that. If you don't think I'm allowing that in, in, on this podcast. <laughs> and you first of all, you shotgunned, and I, I had a chug. I alphaed you is what we did. You did. It was impressive. And that was after probably drinking 20 beers. Probably around there. All right. Well, let's not get too into how ridiculous the last game of the season was. <laughs> All the background stuff that nobody else needs to know about. Let's just end the podcast here. It's Memorial Day. I got to go eat some hamburgers. Real meat. None of that black bean bullshit. Uh, and Mikey's got ups to meet. So, Michael, leave us with something good. All right, man. Uh, everyone go check out the new Broadside songs. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, Grayscale, Grayscale put out a, a banger. Uh, it was a, it's a solid song. And, uh, you know, just have a good week. Peace be with you. But you don't want to hear it anyway So I will sit and keep my mouth shut You won't hear from me for months or years Or I don't even care how long Cause I don't want to think about you anymore I just had so much to say But you don't want to hear it anyway So I will sit and keep my mouth shut You won't hear from me for months or years Or I don't even care how long Cause I don't want to think about you anymore